Hello, everyone. Welcome to Harmonic Heart. We're a music blog dedicated to showcasing musicians' stories and talent. I'm your host, Chris Millette. I'm excited to have on today the incredibly talented Samuel Archer. He is a artist, songwriter, arranger, producer, engineer, all around music person, professor, um, I believe filmmaker and soon to be author. So I'm really excited to learn more about his story. So welcome, Mr. Archer, Sam. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. Yo, How are you yeah. doing today? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Um, yeah, feeling great, glad to have you on. And um, <laughs> okay. yeah, just, you know, an experienced person. You have an extensive catalog and a, a lot of collaborations as well. Um, mm -hmm. So. I'm excited to, you know, learn your story and maybe learn a little, you know, from you, you know. <laughs> okay, nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, yeah, you just released, um, you know, a great song called Quality. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Mm. And um, uh, Quality had a lot to do with, um, I actually wrote it around 9-11. I was living in uh, Brooklyn, New York yeah. uh, at a time when 9-11 occurred. I was at work and um, the uh, administrator, I was at school teaching and the administrator came into the office uh, that morning and said, uh, you know, she was looking for uh, a radio. You know, these uh, elementary schools, we don't have radios and TVs up uh, waiting to be turned on. It's normally a video that you, you pop into these um, units mm -hmm. so anyway we ended up getting on a 10 10 wins and she you know she on her she said on my way i heard the plane went into one of the buildings mm -hmm. and um so it was like a crazy experience uh by the afternoon there was a lot of uh, where the school was located where i worked there's a lot of ashes coming through the uh, uh the air it was really a sad day and um so a few days later i wrote uh quality mm -hmm. and it had to do with uh, thinking about your loved ones. So in the song, it, it sounds like it's just about a significant other. But if you listen to the, the, song, the lyrics clearly, um, it can be a family member. It could be, you know, your parents, your siblings, um, friend, you know. And um, I didn't say 9-11 in the song. But um, I generalize it to any form of disaster. You know, if it's a tornado, if it's a tsunami, it's uh, your house will burn on fire, it's an explosion, right. whatever it might be. Mm. Um, so, you know, the song I said was a couple of miles away when I heard, um, I couldn't believe what the radio had to say. Mm. And then at my moment, my mind ran on you. So a lot of times we start thinking of the people that's close to us um, during adversity. And it makes you see how fragile our lives are. And, you know, so it sort of prompts you to want to spend quality time mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. with that person. So that's pretty much the basis uh, of the song. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Such a, mm -hmm. you know, deep context um, to a beautiful song. And yeah, a lot of times it is, you know, those, you know, either tragic moments or, you know, moments that scare us and, you know, shake us up to put into perspective the things that we really yeah. care about. Mm -hmm. And we're actually going through the pandemic right now. Yeah. So it's, I, and I didn't even think about it. It's the engineer that, that actually worked on the song. He said, you know, mm -hmm. Sam, uh, we're going through a, a pandemic right now with, you mm -hmm. know, folks can't visit each other as we want to. And, uh, you know, we lost a lot of lives during this process. 
-hmm. He says, this song is timely for right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he's right, you know. Mm -hmm. So that was another twist to, um, to this, this, I don't know, mysterious situation why I just felt like this song was ready uh, to be part of a project. And it's mm -hmm. actually part of a project that I have coming um, entitled Soul Music Vineyard. So it's oh. one of the songs that's featured um, in the project. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, um, hey, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, okay. Sweet. You know, I think, <laughs> yeah, certainly, you know, 9-11 and this pandemic are also moments that are leading to, you know, a significant change, you know, like the world mm -hmm. afterwards are going to be just, you know, really different. So I think that's, that's interesting true. too. Um, yeah. That's what true. can you tell us about this, you know, upcoming project that you have? So um, in reference to the book, the book is actually out. So I am the author. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, An author already. All yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, a young lady by the name of uh, Shawnee Walker, who was formerly of the group Fatal that was signed to Flavor Unit. Mm -hmm. uh, or is it Fate? Is it Fate? I think mm -hmm. the group was Fate. But I don't want to mess up the, no. the, um, the name of the group, but um, mm -hmm. they were signed to Queen Latifah some years ago. Oh. Um, she did the, um, the monologue. She read the book in the, for the audio version. Mm. So I'm there editing the audio version, and I, I said to myself, you know, I... I'm talking about the hybrid executive because that's the title of the book, hybrid executive, mm. which is really geared for today's artists. Mm. And um, mm. I'm talking about, you know, uh, the music business and the industry. Mm. And I hadn't put anything out for myself mm. in a few years. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually working with uh, my former uh, girlfriend at the time her name is um, Madeira Noajahan mm. and I you know we recorded a lot of records uh, between I'll say 2013 14 around there mm -hmm. to, um, to to present because we still you know we still work in, on, on, the, on the musical side mm. and um, so I you know my credit really goes there but I didn't do anything for myself musically so I said, um, I, I said, you know, maybe before I put out the audio version of the book, uh, which, you know, it's actually going to move a lot faster. I said, um, I need to have something with, you know, some recent material that I've put out. You know, mm -hmm. there's one thing to have a book talking about all the stuff that uh, people can do, but mm -hmm. I also need to have, give them a reason why they should read, <laughs> why they should read the book. I should also be in the field writing, producing, mm -hmm. distributing music, and actually um, I should embody what the book describes mm -hmm. as a hybrid executive. Mm -hmm. um, so it's somewhat like a, um, I don't know if you've followed uh, Quincy Jones, but um, Quincy Jones has two, um, for me, he has two groundbreaking projects. One is Back on the Block, and one, the other one is Juke Joint. Oh. And basically those two records, uh, he has a conglomerate of artists on there uh -huh. that he uh, collaborates with. Mm. Um, the latest person that has been doing something like that is um, Robert Glasper. I don't know if mm. you're familiar mm. with him. Mm. Um, he's been putting out um, projects like Black Radio, 
Mm-hmm. And some other, he's been doing a lot of collaborations. He's one of the mm-hmm. few uh, jazz artists that's crossed over the soul and R&B mm-hmm. and has been putting out uh, music. And then he'll feature folks like maybe like a Lettucey or, or a Jill Scott or Erica mm-hmm. Badu, you know, some of the, you know, um, some of the, the who's who. And he'll put these records out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my album concept is somewhat like that. It's just that I could sing better than Robert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I do have a few songs where I'm actually singing. Mm-hmm. And then I have some collaborations where I, ah. I'm producing other artists. So there are features mm-hmm. on there. And then I have some instrumentals on there. So it's just, a, mm-hmm. just a, you know, my own twist of, um, of doing a project where it combinates um, a, a body of work uh, some of the stuff is re- has been recorded years ago. For example, um, Quality was really recorded in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do anything. I, haven't, I didn't touch the vocal. Mm-hmm. All I did was update the, the instrumentation mm-hmm. and release it. So those mm-hmm. vocals, um, I wonder if I could sing like that still, right? <laughs> <laughs> but those vocals yeah. were recorded in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, folks are, are hearing it now for the first mm-hmm. time on, on a, on a um, public uh, scale. Um, so that I have material from there and then I have uh, new material with uh, upcoming artists and, and, and songwriters. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I believe it's um, going to be a, a, a well-received uh, project. Mm-hmm. And, and I look forward to... Um, getting that out as well in the near future we're almost i'm doing we're doing editing and you know some last minute things with it but it it should be a a nice piece of work that i think folks are going to enjoy and it's entitled soul music vineyard Mm, soul music vineyard (laughs) all right i'm looking forward to that that's exciting yeah yes it is yes it is (laughs) yeah and the vocals on quality are are, you know, certainly, you know, quality, they're high quality, they're really beautiful. It's a beautiful thank you, performance. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of the, the, a majority of the artists that we've had on our podcast are independent, you know, artists, and a lot mm-hmm. of them really just getting started. So could you tell us some of, um, you know, the concepts of the hybrid executive? So the hybrid executive, is really today's artist by default. Um, if you take a look at the industry, uh, record labels are uh, record labels are on their way out, or they they pretty much you know it's a yesterday's uh, conversation that the, mm-hmm. the business model um, has changed. Um, I could, as I'm saying this to you, I remember when um, uh, when Jay Z was getting ready to release Magna Carta. And he had these commercials with him and Timbaland and um, Rick Rubin and uh, I think I think Pharrell yeah. and they were in, I don't know if you remember that commercial, but um, mm. in the beginning Jay Z says you know this new internet this new uh, thing it's like the wild wild west and, and yeah. we need some uh, we need some new rules mm. you know meaning that it's so open like how you know what's how, how do you survive in this new marketplace mm-hmm. and um with that project uh and if you get a chance to do a case study on it uh he did a partnership with samsung mm-hmm. 
Right. And um, if you had the app, you got the record. Mm-hmm. Right. And then and yeah. then that day, you know, he literally went platinum that day. Yeah. Um, so so the, the today's artists, uh, going to the days when you you would just, you know, get a deal and go to the studio and do your record and then turn it into the label and then they they take it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, after you do the record, you have to take it from there. You know, you have right. to um you have to package it. You have to prep it for the market. You're going to be doing sales. You have to do your, your advertising, your, your promotion, your publicity, your, your networking, you know, all the things that entails uh, that, that a label had to do. All of the department walls have been broken down. So hybrid executive is really the artist, you know, you're the next thing, the hybrid, you know, if you looked at those movies and you have the, the hybrid or this is a hybrid to this, and it's, it's really the next, it's sort of like an improvement or, or, or something was uh, improved to, to solve a problem. And the problem for today's artists is, well, how could I get the music I have that I'm writing to the audience that's looking for me? So now the, mm-hmm. the, the artist has to think like, like someone that's doing marketing right, right. now, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, that's really what the hybrid executive is. You know, you're a hybrid, mm-hmm. meaning that you're the artist, but now mm-hmm. you got to take on the business aspect mm-hmm. um, of, of the process. And, and um, I, I always say to folks as a, on, on a consulting level, if you spend a dollar for your album, make sure you have a dollar for marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you spend 10 grand on your album, make sure you have 10 grand for marketing. Now, marketing is a, a little bit more than that, really, you know, true marketing. But, it, it, you know, if you can take the, the aspect of marketing seriously, then it's actually going to help overall mm-hmm. or in, in the long run where you understand that, okay, it's not just getting the music together. I mean, getting the music is hard work. Now we're not we're not trying to downplay and say it's not hard work, but the other side is also hard work, and and today's artists have to they, they need to uh, be prepared to roll their sleeves up mm-hmm. and, and get in with the elbow grease <laughs> and, and and get out there and um, and make you know get get their music out there. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's definitely timely. It's, it's super relevant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, you know, it's, to your point, just, yeah, artists having to deal with the marketing, actually putting the projects together and, mm-hmm. you know, handling finances and figuring out ways, yeah, to just be seen and discovered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's room, you know, there's, there's room for, for it to work. It's just that we're, some of us are, it's sort of like things are transitioning. Mm-hmm. And you have to pay attention to the, the trends, you know, what's happening in the marketplace. You know, you have more mobile devices. So you mm-hmm. got to think, you know, in, in that sort of a way um, mm-hmm. that you have the streaming thing. Um, now we're talking about NFTs, you know, <laughs> right, right, yeah. um, which is really a cool concept, you know, once you start understanding um, what that is. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's another way that um, hybrid executives. That's we have to start thinking like that. 
mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the, uh, the the streaming aspect uh, certainly needs to be updated uh, but there are ways to you know work your streaming uh, strategy together and and get those get those spins mm-hmm. you know so so it, it, it's it, it's um, it's 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 a pickle but um, <laughs> if you look at it the right way you know uh, it, it artists can can have a successful um, venture with it mm. and you have to consider co-marketing too you know so it's not just about selling your music uh, there's also merchandise you know t-shirts uh, wristbands and and things that uh you know your fans would like to have and uh, maybe you, you co-market with a, a beverage company you know mm. maybe there's mm. a wine company or a, a beer or vitamin water or um I don't know, uh, petroleum. We're still using petroleum today, you know, maybe mm-hmm. get with a petroleum uh, <laughs> company and work something out. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, there's so much uh, avenues that um, and, uh, and that's available because uh, it's a wild, wild west. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I also wanted to talk to you. You went to you know, music school graduated from Full Sail University, you know, yes, as well. Yes. And um, I believe with the bachelor's um, in music business. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Oh, yeah. So um, Full Sail, it, it was funny. I was, uh, I was in the Caribbean uh, teaching at my alma mater, hmm. uh, my high school. And uh, there was a student there that had the, uh, the pamphlet for Full Sail. And her mom was like, um, uh, Mr. Archer, could you take a look at this and see if this is really legit? You know, so mm-hmm. I went online and it, I said, you know, this is it's a legit situation. You know, so um, her daughter wanted to go to it. And um, but I think they had, you know, they, the, the parent and the daughter, they worked out something. Well, if you do well here, you know, we consider. Uh, but this is, you know, she's in the Caribbean. Um, I don't know if the online thing was that strong. I think you had to actually mm. physically go to the school. Mm. So they, we're probably talking maybe 2007, mm-hmm. around there. So around um, 2010, I'm back in the US and um, I, I went up to my associate's degree uh, when I used to live in New York. So you know, I was like, I need to get my game up with, with something. So I was actually gonna go into psychology or something else. And then something just held me by the shoulder and said, uh, don't pick anything you're not really into. Pick mm-hmm. something you like, please. Pick something you like. <laughs> and um, at that time, uh, Full Sail had some, the ads was running uh, crazy. So I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm, on, I'm checking something out on YouTube and this ad comes up get a free uh, MacBook <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> when you enroll for the music business program. Okay. <laughs> that sounds kind of nice. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and um, I took a look at it and I say, you know, maybe I should try this. Maybe I should do this. You know, I, I felt that um, calling me because I, I, I was in the industry for a while and some things I understood, some things, you know, you learn on the way and some things you just don't understand. And I thought, well, I think I can 
do this. It's a, it's a, you know, I checked the accreditation. It was solid, and I thought, okay, I'll, I'll do the music program, and um, it was a good, it was a good decision. Like I learned so much, and I was able to uh, call certain things by the right name. Mm-hmm. I was mixing up marketing with promotion and mm-hmm. I was mixing up credit and debit and mm-hmm. I was mixing up uh, you know I was just mixing terms up mm-hmm. uh, not understanding the terms correctly um, so so that biz- music business degree is really a marketing degree mm-hmm. when you you know the, when I when I look at when I you know mm-hmm. when you go through it I think it's really a marketing degree because they really put you through the ringer. Oh. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a cakewalk. Um, it was. It was good. It was good. It was really. Um, I was also wondering, you know, because I already had upwards to uh, upwards of twenty years in the industry. <laughs> so I was kind of wondering what were they going to teach me? Really, I was. <laughs> I was like, well, let me see how this works. <laughs> I, it was kick-ass. It was really. Oh. Can, can I say that on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, be yourself. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yes, it was. It was strong. It was strong. Um, <laughs> they took no nonsense, and I was an online student, mm-hmm. so they they didn't want any excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one of my courses. The um, I had to get the hard drive replaced. The hard drive went bad mm-hmm. on the on the on the MacBook. Mm-hmm. And um, I literally had to send them the ticket. Like, hey, uh, mm-hmm. I can't turn into work right now. The uh, <laughs> uh, <I see. laughs> the, the computer right. is in the shop. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, where's the ticket? Uh, I, had oh. to, I had to send the professor, send the in, uh, instructor the, the the ticket. Oh wow! They they weren't they weren't playing. Oh, they, you know, they, they took no <laughs> excuses. They, you will not be a. Uh, eating uh, chips and drinking <laughs> Pepsi and doing this degree. You will be working. <laughs> mm. And uh, yeah, they, they made you work for it. Uh, it was yeah. a good choice. And, and um, there's a couple of folks that, that um, I met on the way. And then I did meet um, uh, people uh, in the industry, uh, engineers and, and other executives. And um, also the, um, the, the animation circuit a lot of uh, oh. animating um, and, and gaming mm. um, graduates oh. uh, came out of full sale oh, you know hmm. so um, yeah um, a lot of the, the, the Marvel uh, films oh. Oh. Um, hmm. have a lot of grads in there um, Avatar mm. had oh. a lot of grads in there so hmm. so it's this it's a good it's a good situation <laughs> if, if you're thinking about it you know yeah um, my yeah you know i think a lot of people wonder like oh you know should i go to music school and um so it's interesting you know to hear you know you had already about 20 years in the industry and you were mm-hmm. able to you know find value out of attending what were some of the takeaways that you know you got from you know attending full cell or just music um, school in general yeah. i i learned about uh things like circs uh circ so delay i think the um the, oh, like the performing one. uh right um inter- international business law was was mm-hmm. another thing um the economy uh courses so macro and micro economics 
was was very enlightening. Actually, when I did the, the, the microeconomics and the macroeconomics, actually just the economics courses, um, I started understanding politics, you know. Oh, <laughs> right. You, you start follow the money. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you follow the money, but, <laughs> but you understand the certain choices that some countries make in trading. You know, I have sugar, you have uh, oil, you mm. have gold, and, you know, they, they have, you know, they, there's a system and, and, hmm. and um, uh, so it, it, it would expand, it expanded uh, my horizon with that. And also the importance of planning. Hmm. That was, that was serious, the importance of planning. Oh. Um, so things like putting a business plan together. Hmm. I remember um, in a previous interview, I was telling the, um, the interviewer that my dad had bought me this, this is a business planning book. And this was uh, during the 90s, or was it the, yeah, the, like, like the 90s, the early 90s. And we didn't have the internet like that yet. Mm. Um, so I'm feeling really excited about putting this business plan together. Yeah. And I couldn't make it past the first page. <laughs> mm. oh, yeah, of the no. internet because you needed the um, internet or like just... no no i needed to be in the library uh, to do it in, you know the kitchen table you, you, if you're going to be at the kitchen table <laughs> yes you'll need the internet but the, the way you you had to answer these questions you you had to be in the library to do research mm. but that was that was the internet before you know you can have it at your um at your fingertips right um so even putting a business plan together and, and um, looking at how, um, looking at your, comp your, your, your competitors and, and um, uh, what you bring differently to the table, you know, why would people buy what you have? What, what about your, your, your music is unique that, um, you know, that, that this other person that you're going to be competing against you know, what, what's different about you? What's unique about you that that's going to make people want to, you know, and if you come, if your comp, uh, if your competitors didn't exist, uh, who would they be listening to? Mm -hmm. Would they still be listening to you? Mm -hmm. You know, um, who are they buying if this person didn't exist? And, uh, you know, so you, you look at all of that, you look at your SWOT analysis, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, your, the opportunities mm -hmm. in the industry, the, what, what's trending in the market. So um, paying attention to all those things uh, help you put a proper plan in place, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Before that, I'll do my album and uh, I like I have a CD, you know, and then I, I you know, I run out, run out in the street and, and I'm trying to sell it, right? Right. Uh, without without a plan <laughs> it's like a uh, 10 bucks you know so uh a plan is is important mm -hmm. you know and and success is when they they say success is when opportunity meets preparation mm -hmm. and uh you know if you prepare with a plan and there's a great opportunity yeah, you're ready to go mm. man <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah, you shared that in, um, yeah, Full Sail, you learned a lot about, you know, marketing and the business side, but you're also, mm -hmm. you know, multi-talented musically. So yeah, what are some mm -hmm. of the ways you developed your various music skills? So when I was growing up, uh, 
well, when I was younger, I'm still growing. Uh, I didn't stop growing yet, but when I was a lot younger, uh, in my church, we had something called the Joyful Noise Orchestra. Mm. And um, one of my mentors, I call him Mr. Errol Phillips. Um, and there was another gentleman by the name of, um, um, we call him, uh, his, his name was Anderson. And uh, this orchestra had um, percussive instruments and recorders and guitars and um, we had melodicas i played a melodica in there mm-hmm. and the melodica mm-hmm. is the it's like a keyboard but you blow into it right, and right. you you know <laughs> um there was harmonicas in there um and uh, what that did for me is that i will uh you know either mess around with the guitar a little bit learn one or two chords from that from the mm-hmm. person who was playing guitar then mm-hmm. i'll I'll play the recorder a little bit. Um, the director, he played violin, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll understand. Oh, yeah. Now, I didn't become <laughs> proficient in the instruments, mm-hmm. but, but I understood the feel of the instrument. Mm-hmm. So um, many moons later, when I started getting into production mm-hmm. or, or, or arranging music right. um, or sequencing parts, mm-hmm. because I understood what each instrument did within the you know within the uh the, how you would line up an orchestra you know right, you have your right. the wind you have your percussion you have mm-hmm. your 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 um stringed and, and all mm-hmm. these different things there's yeah. a certain there's a certain design mm-hmm. um to to get the best out of it so when i'm doing a track you know i'm thinking in that dimension i'm like okay the piano is going to do this the drums is going to do this the bass is going to do this mm-hmm. you know i may have some keyboard lines doing something mm-hmm. and um that was that was really the key was just understanding the feel of what each element would do within you know so when i when i see an orchestra it's, it's exciting because you know each person is just playing maybe one or two lines mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the whole thing, but together it's magnificent. It's, it's, it's majestic. It's, you know, yeah. it, it sounds like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. and even in a choir, you know, you, you have the bass, you have your, your tenors, your altos, and then you have your sopranos. And again, it's a design. Right, yeah. um, <laughs> and, and when they all sing their parts, you know, you hear the harmony, like, like harmonic heart, you know, <laughs> you, you, you hear the harmony, yeah. Um, it, it really sounds like, wow, this is, this is, you know, mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I will encourage folks to, you know, um, get, get a chance. You can just go touch an instrument, mm-hmm. <laughs> go to the music store, uh, where they sell instruments and just play the conga a little bit, see how it feels, play, um, the wind chimes, see how that feels, mm-hmm. um, pick up a guitar and uh you know one might call your name and say hey this is you you know and, mm, right <laughs> you know sit on the drums and see how that feels and and then that gives you that's if you're going to go into to, to um like 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 production you know if you want to be like um like a teddy riley or mm-hmm. um or timberland or rodney mm-hmm. jerkins Mm. Or you want to, or you want to be like Sam, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and you've um, collaborated with a number of great artists. I was curious what it was like working with, you know, B2K and One Twelve. 
Ooh, wow. <laughs> okay. So the 112, the reason why I said, ooh, wow, um, <laughs> we, you know, I, I, I had a little discrepancy with the 112 situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily for public consumption, but um, it was really a record that I had um, co-composed uh, mm-hmm. with another producer friend. This is a 112 record. Oh, okay. um, and it was, uh, he, had a, he had a female artist uh, signed to him at the time mm-hmm. so it was um actually it's on the first album the debut album it's a song called um, call my name oh. Oh. and um so when you get a chance check that out yeah and i'm playing keyboards on there oh wow <laughs> um so these were the days where you would you know if you if you're working out a song and you're playing chords and you know you're not really sure where the song is going to go mm-hmm. you you you're creating a um uh you know like you know you know when they're fixing a building and and there's they put they put wood and stuff outside oh, so it's yeah. not they haven't really built the wall as yet. you know mm-hmm. they're just sort of working on uh, how they're going to structure it you know so you have the the lines that's like a theory you know you, you're putting a theory together and then when you finish <laughs> prove your theory then you tear it up because now it's proven right <laughs> Uh, so I was supposed to go back in to the studio and replay that, that music. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to replay those chords, replay the, you know. So what we did there, that was just the, the composing, or should I mm-hmm. say the creation session. Mm-hmm. And um, we did that. And probably like about a year or two later, um, the producer ended up, working something out with bad boy and 112 ended up uh on that record so i didn't i didn't (laughs) physically meet 112 Mm -hmm. um and then the 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 young lady who um wrote the song because it's she wrote the lyrics to the music Mm -hmm. um she called me one day uh and i think they had just put out a single with uh, with biggie Mm. The, the, the first single from the album, I forgot the name of the song, but they, you know, Biggie um, appeared on the, on the single. And uh, so she gives me a call. She said, yo, Sam, uh, when you get a chance, um, she's she like, yo, do you have the new 112? And I'm like, no, not, not yet. And I'm, I'm a Jodeci fan by that time. You know, so um, she said, well, get the 112. And then I was like, well, what, you know, what, uh, what's up? She said, no, just, just, just get it, you know, check it out. <laughs> I said okay so I, I picked up the cassette probably a day or two later and I'm listening and then the song comes on I'm like oh. you know and sometimes when you work on something you 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 know it sort of just you just hear it you're like that sounds familiar you know <laughs> and um yeah call, call my name was on on the record oh that's so cool wow so the b2k the b2k situation was a little bit different, a little bit more organized, a little mm. bit more professional. Mm. Now, I didn't meet B2K personally either, but this mm. is how um, that story went. I was actually touring with a, a soca band. Yeah, you like soca music, by the way? I do, yeah, yeah. I've heard, I mean, I've only heard a little of it, but I've, I've enjoyed it and it's been okay. in like restaurants and we've eaten great food. So we, gotta, we gotta get you situated. Yeah, please So. Do. Uh, please do. <laughs> 
So I come from this tour. We did a, it was a band called OSHA. We did uh, St. Thomas, we did St. Croix, St. Martin, Anguilla, and um, we did a couple of concerts. So I come back from the tour and um, I have this friend, um, he was working at, a, he used to be at Mercury initially. And then he ended up at Jive Records. That's a um, gentleman by the name of, of Dave McPherson. Yeah. You might've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I call him up. I say, hey, Dave, I'm, I'm, back in, uh, I'm back in town. What's going on? He said, yo, I need a song. I'm like, okay. So I, like two days later, I write the song called Baby Girl. Mm-hmm. And I head down to, um, to Jive and I played for him. They had a writing room in the back on the mm-hmm. on the floor so i played and sing um baby girl and he says yeah i like i like this and um, i had i had i played some others but the, the baby girl song kind of you know stuck a, a chord mm-hmm. and um he said what, what are you doing now i said well i'm hanging with you what's what's going on you know and <laughs> he said well let's go to this other studio so we go and we meet a, another producer by the name of um uh, bert price he had a studio in um uh, uh, what's that? We there's this place we would go and rehearse. Like it had a whole sort of rehearsal studios uh, in New York. There, so he had a studio in the, in the basement called Double Fat, and he was handling a group called Imagine, mm-hmm. and Imagine was signed to Jive Records at the time. So we were trying to get um, David or Dave McPherson. He was trying to get um, Imagine to do baby girl to get it on their record because they were you know getting a record done mm-hmm. so apparently the record was finished and they couldn't get it on there and uh, we were both crying sad you know was like, okay well so the song sat on the shelf for a couple of years really after that and um i went on another tour and then i come back <laughs> and and david's working at sony <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> and I, I, I should just go on tours regularly right? come back and things right. change. he's working yeah. at sony and then he goes hey um there's this group called b2k and they like mm. baby girl i'm like mm. yeah <laughs> and uh he says what do you want to do i'm like let's do it you know <laughs> so um uh it was produced by uh troy taylor mm-hmm. uh, formerly of the characters mm-hmm. i mean yeah you can look all of this up yeah. Um, he's producing actually uh, Troy is who did the first couple of records for um, oh my god what's his brother's name again um, I'll, I'll remember just now but he's a, he's another who's the guy who sang um, We Invented Sex who's, who's, who's that guy oh um, um, like Trey Songs Trey Songs yeah yeah Trey Songs right <laughs> cool. so, so, so uh, Taylor um I think worked on, or either he was mentoring him or worked on his first, or he had a production situation and Trey Songs was his artist. Oh. Um, the initial, yeah, the initial um, set of music. Wow. Um, so, so that Troy Taylor, he produced Baby Girl oh. for B2K. Mm-hmm. But it was, a, it was a different situation, you know? And we, we sort of had, everyone had that respect to each other and, mm-hmm. And if you check the credits, even the credits and the thank yous, you know, mm-hmm. they're thanking Bert Price, they're thanking me, and mm-hmm. you know, um, and and you know, it, it was it was a, a better 
a better vibe, uh-huh. you know, and, and it, it's certified gold. So I was happy oh, about man. that. I have a little gold <laughs> thing on the wall over there. My only gold uh-huh. record uh, to uh-huh. date, but that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, so that's um, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. It's a, it's adventurous, cool. right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. So I'm talking to the writer of baby girl right now. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it yeah, helped me amazing. get these things in here. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. you got to, you got to invest in yourself. Yes. Yeah. So then you can record quality. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all full circle. I love it. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, so. yeah. So, yes. Thank you again, <clears throat> Sam, for coming on to Harmonic Heart to share your work and your story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm happy that um, I'm happy to be here. And it's really good to meet you. And yes. um, <laughs> shout out to Allison Key yes. for, um, mm-hmm. for making that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so sweet. Yeah, um, I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, she made the connection, and that yeah, we're able to have you on for sure. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, where can people you know stream your music and follow you and get your book? Okay, so the uh, the ebook is available on Amazon. It's available on uh, uh, iBooks. I uh, Apple no iBooks, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's on uh, Barnes and Nobles. It's called Hybrid Executive. And it's um, so far, you know, because I, I can't, you know, I'll sell my book like it's the best thing. So I can't really say that. <laughs> but uh, so far, it's been getting really good reviews. Folks mm-hmm. who've read it, they said, you know, it's an easy read. It's, it's mm-hmm. easy to understand. And um, so it's, it's, it's been a good uh, situation. Um, now I am handling the print um, version for right now. So if folks want to get the print, they will have to go to um, thehybridexecutive.com, thehybridexecutive.com, and then they can either order it uh, there. There's a I have a. It's actually my website. It's uh, samsdigital.net, which is the same same thing. They can go there and um, order it, and then I can I'll ship it out uh, to them um, in terms of the music it's on all platforms um, Apple Spotify title Amazon again um, now if they want to let me see the money sooner <laughs> <laughs> they can go to Bandcamp if they go to Bandcamp quality is there as well and um, yeah with Apple and Spotify I'm not going to see that money right now it's probably maybe next year sometime with, with the streaming, but with, with Bandcamp, um, it would be a lot more immediate, mm, yes, you know, so yes. folks can get it there and um, at least have your own copy, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. that's what's up. Wonderful. Yes. Well, everyone, you know, get the book and stream quality and, um, and the upcoming album as well coming out. Yeah, you know, I've been, I was sort of pushing dates, but I, I, I stopped doing the dates. I was, the last date I had was Valentine's Day and that didn't work out. So mm-hmm. um, what I'm telling people is to stay tuned. Yes. Um, we're working on it and mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be av- available soon. Yes. Well, yes, definitely got to, you know, have those final touches to make it just how you want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, most deaf, yeah. most deaf. Yes. Yes. Well, all right, everyone. Thank you all for listening and until next time. <laughs>